Yes, we're still involved in trying to stop the bullying epidemic, but we've discovered a few things along the way. One, people who are fit physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually have a better outlook on life and are more apt to treat others with kindness and respect. Secondly, those who are fit in the four areas mentioned have a much higher self-esteem and they love themselves. Those who love themselves love others much more freely. For the record, my name is Jim Burns and I am a NASM certified personal trainer. This podcast is designed to help others get consistently fit in more areas than one. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we're going to show you how. Now, now let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Consistently Fit. My name is Jim Burns, and for the record, I'm a NASM certified personal trainer. We were Anti-Bullying 101. We are, we've changed our, uh, the name of the podcast to Consistently Fit because what we've discovered is that those who are fit physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually have a better outlook on life, have higher self-esteem, they have more confidence, and guess what? They are more apt to treat people with kindness and respect. And if this program was brought into schools, what would happen is you would have less bullying, which is what my main goal has always been, and that is respect, responsibility, compliance, love, caring, kindness. These things are necessary for one to be successful. And if you want to be successful, you have to be fit in more ways than one. And I think that we are headed in the right direction with this. And I'm doing more writing about it. And I'm going to put some of the some of the content up on the uh, in the episode description today. Uh, I want to talk today about the physical dimension. And this idea of Uh, steps. Now, by steps, I mean walking steps. Now, we all know that if the more active you are, the the better shape you're going to be in physically. I mean, this is no joke and it's a no-brainer. If you move around, if you get up out of your seat and walk, if you happen to have a treadmill in your house, where you can leave your desk if you're working from home 
and go down the cellar and get on the treadmill for 10 minutes and do that three times a day, you're going to be in better shape. I am a big believer in what Mark Sisson talks about, and that's micro workouts. Meaning if I happen to walk down the cellar and I pass my hex bar, I, I knock out 20, 20 deadlifts and then I go do what I had to do. And the 20 deadlifts took me about a minute. But in those short minutes, okay, I burned off a few extra calories and you start connecting those minutes together over the course of a day and you've got yourself some pretty decent exercise. But in this area of steps, now everyone that walks 10,000 steps a day isn't going to lose weight. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be quite frank with you. There have been times that I've walked 10,000 steps a day and I gained weight. And this was strictly because my diet was off. Jack LaLanne once said that if you want a health is 90% diet and 10% exercise. 90% diet and 10% exercise. So if you want to lose weight and you're taking the path of steps, what you want to understand is you got to have a decent diet. You can't out-train a bad diet. It's, it's very simple. You, you can't do enough exercise to make up for a bad diet. So what you want to do is you want to get your eating in order. And there's certain things that I do that help me with that. One of them is, you know, get up in the morning, maybe you don't eat till you're hungry. Or when you are hungry, you have a piece of fruit and sometimes that works. Now, energy, energy is neither um, uh, created or destroyed. It's recycled. Everything is recycled. So if we've got a little bit of uh, too much energy inside of us that's not being burned off, what happens is your metabolism stores that as fat. And we go out and we take our walks and we do what we have to do. And we can't understand why we can't get the, the weight off of our bones. Now, there was a study that was done, uh, and I'm going to find out where it was done. Uh, it was done by a professor of science at uh, Kennesaw State University, and he had a lab. I'm trying to find out who the, the article that I'm sharing right now uh, was written by uh, Bob Burish, and it's in For, uh, Fortune Well. Uh, the title of it is, is it's not 10,000 steps a day anymore. Um, but I want to throw in my two cents and really start to um, give you a better understanding of what's happening here. Now, this article states that in the early, in the early 1980s, 14% of the adults in the United States were classified as having obesity, 14%, 14%. 
So whatever we had in terms of our population, if it was 300 million, take 14% of that, and those people were overweight. Or obese. Obese means that you have greater than a 30% body fat composition. That's obese. So you could have a guy that's has uh, that's way, you know, weighs more than he should. But in reality, okay, he's not obese because his body composition, he might have a 20% body fat composition. Maybe he's a weightlifter, a bodybuilder, or something like that. Now, today, now this is 40 years later, obesity in the United States is 40%. 40%. And the there's only, you know, uh, one one reason why it happens. Not enough energy out and too much energy in in the form of food. That's the only reason it can happen. And you could talk to me about people who have, you know, uh, medical issues, you know, and so on, who retain fluid and so on and so forth. But they they wouldn't even be classified as obese because it's a medical issue. And what they did, what they did is they conducted a study. They conducted a study and they were going to take a look at the step count. Take a look at the step count. And now it's no, no secret that if you do walk, you're going to have a lower percentage of body fat. Even though you might not weigh what you want, you're going to have a lower percentage of body fat. But there's a certain number of steps that you have to walk based upon your weight. Based upon your weight. And we have picked, we have picked 10,000 steps over the years as the benchmark for fitness. And... In this study, what they're finding is 10,000 steps might be okay for a guy that weighs 180 pounds, but what about someone that weighs 220, 240? Is 10,000 steps enough for him? So this his um, laboratory compiled the, the weight and body fat percentages an average step count for large numbers of adults, 19 and 40 years of age, and they identified a way to determine the specific step count goals based on their physical attributes. In other words, weight and body composition. And here's what they discovered. They used the data and they found that a man that weighs 175 pounds, which is of which 25% is fat, his model suggests that he walk an average of 10,900 steps a day. Then they took it another guy who weighed 220 and he was only 20% fat. Now, that's a difference in lean body mass. That's understood. And both men have about 20 kilograms of fat, 44 pounds of fat. So the model predicts that the heavier man walk 15,000 
300 steps a day. In other words, the heavier you are, the more walking you have to do. And this is one of the reasons why as you lose weight, as your weight goes down through exercise, you also have to increase your output because your, your, your body is gonna go into what I call conservation mode. You're gonna start conserving energy because you're not putting in um, enough food and you're not gonna lose any much what people plateau. You start to conserve the energy, conserve your, your body weight. So that means you also, if you wanna take off more body weight, you gotta walk more. Now, a person's body fat percentage is every bit as important as their weight. That's because how much muscle you have affects how hungry you are. Now, this is my language here, okay? And that was the article's language there, but I wanna share this with you. 90% of your metabolism, 90% of your metabolism is in your legs and in your liver. Your liver is where the fat gets stored. That's why you hear sometimes people have a fatty liver because they don't exercise enough because the fat's not being, the, uh, the energy or the fat is not, and which, is, which comes into the liver in the form of glucose, is not being used by those large muscle groups, your legs, you know, which is the largest in your body, to get out and walk to take the fat out of the liver and use it for energy. So your metabolism is in your legs. So you have to move your legs. And the, the key, the key activity for weight loss, and people just don't understand this, is as if you got up in the morning and you did 50 squats right there. You get up, take a shower, do 50 squats you automatically jumpstart your metabolism. And then lunchtime, do 50 squats, and dinner time, or before you go to bed, do 50 squats. So you're gonna do about 150 squats a day, and then you're gonna jumpstart your metabolism, and then you're gonna walk a little bit more, and you will lose weight because you're losing, using large muscle uh, mass. You're losing, you're using your legs. Most people don't do that, and so they get into the walking mode, which is a great mode to be in. They walk, but at times they don't walk enough. Now, it's a, also a proven fact, and you could look this up right on the internet, that those people that walk between six and 9,000 steps a day, they almost bulletproof themselves from a heart attack or a stroke. And there's only one way to do it. You have to eat less and move more. Eat less and move more. And what and when you walk, you will want to eat less. It's, it's a very simple, very simple uh, 
process. Now, just as, uh, as in a, uh, moving back into the article, the model that they used, like say a woman weighs 150, a woman now weighs 150 pounds, 155 pounds, 30% uh, body fat, and accumulates an average about 8,700 steps a day. If she wants to lose 10 pounds and reach a body fat percentage of 25%, she can look at the model and discover that people who maintain that body composition accumulate an average of about 500 and 545 steps per kilogram of fat, uh, of fat per day. Per kilogram of fat per day. They will accumulate, they'll gain weight. Since she currently has about 46 pounds, 21 kilograms of fat, her goal would be to accumulate 11,450 steps. So the bottom line is, if you want to lose 5% of your body fat, what you have to do is you have to go from, a, in this case, 8,700 steps to 11,450. You, your steps, 10,000 is a wonderful number. It's a great number. I will tell you, sometimes I don't make 10,000. I don't make 10,000, that's for sure, sometimes. Yesterday I did 10,000, the day before I did 11,000. Sometimes, depending on what I'm doing during the day, if I'm cutting the grass or whatever, I'll do extra steps. But one day I did 8,000, and I didn't feel like doing 2,000 steps on the treadmill, so I left it at that. I'm, so what I'm suggesting here is don't become obsessed with how much you walk, but become more cautious about how much you eat because the eating is what's going to put the weight on. Now, there is a bundle of ways that you can collect steps. And, I'm, you know, and you could, I could go over all of them, you know, take the stairs, uh, park your car further away, walk around the, the perimeter of the grocery store five times. You know, all of that stuff is really, really important. There's no doubt about it. But one of the things I'm going to share with you, and I've uh, shared it with my uh, uh, folks that are in kind of in my circle who are, I have their email addresses, and that's this. There's four, a four-letter word, NEAT, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activ activity thermogenesis. In other words, how much time do you spend off, out of a chair and on your feet, just in general in the house? You could walk around your house. You could go outside to take out the garbage and do one loop around the perimeter of your house. You could take... Um, you could be doing a uh, cutting the grass and be practicing what's called non-exercise activity and you will steps will add up they will add up now as an example i'm sitting and i've been sitting most of the morning here and here's a, the thing sitting most of them i got up I sat, I sat down, had coffee, came in and started doing some work at the computer, not even paying attention to the time. I have been sitting now for well, probably 
three hours doing stuff. I got up and got coffee and uh, did a, a went to the bathroom, you know, and different things. I've only put in 20 steps, 20 steps. Now, if I'm consistent in what I do, and I do the 10,000 steps every day, if I did no steps, if I got sick and had to stay in bed, my body would, would my metabolism would be at a, a different rate than it would be had I not walked for a week. And it would be slower and I wouldn't burn as much because the more you exercise, the faster your metabolism gets. So if I, let's just say today, if I only had, say I didn't do anything, say I sat down and did nothing, worked at the computer, I, it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Let's say I'm tired. Say I worked out very hard yesterday and I'm tired and I don't want to do anything. It won't, it's not that bad. It's not that, if you are consistently doing something, I'm going to say about four times a week where you're really active doing stuff. And then, during, and then the, throughout the rest of the day, okay, what you're going to be doing is doing your general chores. So I try during the day to take one long structured walk. Now, it's difficult for me to walk 10,000 steps in one, one chunk. So I always make sure that I'm walking three miles when I go on my walk, which is 6,000 steps, and that's the number I use that bulletproofs me from a heart attack or a stroke. You gotta remember, I had quadruple bypass surgery, and I'll even put that article up for you because I wrote about that as well. So, I try to get those 6,000 steps in, and then through my daily activities, I move around quite a bit. And I make it a point to move around. You see, if my wife wants to go to Target, and I say, well, go ahead, I'll see you later, you know, and so on, uh -uh. what you do is you hop in the car with her and walk the perimeter of, of Target. She could be doing her thing. You meet up with her at the end, and you go get your, you check out, and you, you may have put in 2,000 steps just walking the perimeter of the store. The heavier you are, the more steps you need. That's my take on this study. The heavier you are, the more steps you need. That's it. The word is neat. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Remember, if you're, if you're 180, you get away with a lower number of steps. But also, and if you're 220, you need more steps. That's just a no-brainer, but understand, it is calories in, calories out. Whatever you're taking in has to be burned off, and you need to end the day on a deficit. You need to end your day with a deficit calorically because that, that number of calories that you did not burn off gets stored that energy will get stored. Remember, energy doesn't get destroyed, it just gets recycled. Now you've stored it. And let's say you did that a few times during the week and you've stored up, we'll say, uh, uh, 1,700 calories. That's almost a half a pound of body weight that you've got stored that you now need to get rid of. And the only way to get rid of it is through exercise. It's the only way to do it. 
or activity, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. It's a very simple approach to staying in shape, especially I'm going to be 69 years old. And what I've discovered is you want to do things that give you the most bang for your buck. If it means that you're going to go out to the store and walk around the store, walk around a mall, uh, if it means uh, taking your granddaughter and walking up to the park uh, and um, uh, playing with her up there, pushing her on the swing, moving around, take a loop, go around, take another loop with the carriage, go down the street, come up. You might have, you probably put in 1,500 to 2,000 steps just doing that. You probably did a mile. And, you know, from the, the um, previous uh, study that was, from other studies that were done, they came up with 10,000 steps. Why it's 10,000, I don't know. And you, you buy a Fitbit or a step counter or something, and it's always preset to 10,000. But you need more if you weigh more. That's all there is to it. So get your steps in, watch what you eat, do a little bit of non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, Take care of that. Okay, don't sit too long. Get up and do a few squats during the day. Try to have little stations for yourself. Like I know myself, if I make coffee in the morning, I have a nice counter there. I do 50 push-ups off the counter. I can't get down on the ground anymore. That's the other thing I'll share with you. As you get older, don't think that you can't do something. Just modify it and do it in a modified way. That'll help. Like, I can't go down on the ground and do push-ups. First of all, I have two rotator cuff tears, which have been repaired, but I'm not interested in, in damaging those again. So what I do is I use a counter or the back of a, a bed frame or anything that brings me up several, several inches so that I don't have to go down. Because if I go all the way down, I, I can tell you right now, I'd hurt myself. Don't do silly stuff and don't push yourself past the point of what is your appropriateness. Do things within your range that you know will help you and will keep you feeling good. That gives you the most bang for your buck. And listen to me, before you start anything or start playing around with steps and this and that and, and walking more and, and other things, talk to your doctor to get checked because I think that's a pretty important piece. I've got a I have story after story of people go out, you know, and they think that they're in better shape than they are and, and they end up having a heart attack. So take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. That's the thing. Be aware of your body and what it can do. Because you, ha you have to remember, I'm speaking right now as a 69-year-old man and I'm speaking to an older population when I say this. There are young people that it, it doesn't matter if they're 25 years old and, you know, they're, they're going to go out and they're going to exercise and they're going to do a whole lot more than what I can do. But the bottom line is nobody knows, you know, what their genetics are. Nobody knows how they um, how exercise affects their heart. I can always remember, always remember the story of uh, Pete Maravich, Pistol Pete Maravich, unbelievable basketball player. Unreal, uh, he, he just, you know, he retired. 
He was 40 years old. He was playing a pickup game of basketball, and he dropped dead right on the court at 40. And this is a guy that ran his whole life. But what they discovered when they did an autopsy is that he only had a half a heart, which was never detected. And that, uh, because it wasn't detected, it just deteriorated. He didn't even have a clue that he was having a problem. It just stopped. He had a heart attack and he just, and he just died. So the point, the point that I'm making here, the point that I'm making is, you know what? It's a great idea to get checked. Just get checked and, and make sure that you're in good health and that nothing's gonna happen to you. Because when I got through with my quadruple bypass, I went over everything that I do with my doctor and he says, you can do anything you want, you're in great shape. That's what you wanna hear before you embark on an exercise program. Because if you, if you don't get checked, it may not happen when you first go out, but over a period of time, things do begin to be affected if, in fact, they were compromised for openers. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to the podcast Consistently Fit. I do hope that you have a great day. This is Friday, uh, October 6, 2023, getting close to Halloween. Uh, I'm in New Jersey and it's cloudy and I think it's going to rain today. I may want to go out and cut the grass. I'll see. I don't want to go out there in the rain, that's for sure. Uh, I may have to wait Lamar. If that's the case, I'll do something else. But bottom line is, I'm in New Jersey. I have, if you ever want to get in touch with me for coaching, for anything, if you'd like to talk about fitness, you like to you like me to go over your program or write a program for you please get in touch with me i am at be simply fit 23 at gmail.com be simply fit 23 at gmail.com and i'll post that up on the uh up on the episode description along with the link so that you could read about my uh my encounter with uh quadruple bypass i think you'll enjoy that story as well uh and there's contact information there if you'd like to get a hold of me. I'm here to help. I'm here to keep people consistently fit. Just, my feeling is, just be simply, simply. That's why I use the word simply. Be simply fit. Get the most bang for your buck out of what you're doing so that you can end up, you could end up, you know, living a long life and you're there for your family and your friends and just so you know, death is inevitable, but suffering is optional. We're all going to die. But the process of dying, in the process of dying, which we die every day, you don't want to suffer in the process. And you, the only way you can do that is by keeping yourself healthy, fit, good diet, doctor checks, uh, exercise, and so on. That's the way you do it. And we're going to keep talking about this because the better we feel, the better we treat others, the kinder we are, and, the, and we have a much brighter outlook on life. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you so much for listening to Consistently Fit.